Hey guys, it's Hakobo here, and this is my podcast, Hakobo's Words Unspoken. I promise you the intro will get a little better in the future, but there's a couple disclaimers for this podcast. Uh, this is episode 5, and in the beginning I do say it's episode 4, but it was late night, it was last minute, and I hadn't edited Emily's yet, so I just named it wrong. So just wanted to say that it is episode 5, ignore my intro in the beginning when we start but for this podcast I'm interviewing two fellas John Tan Juan or Jonathan and Chris Lumberg both of them are very long-term friends of mine and I sit down with them have deep vulnerable conversations some that are funny and just overall go off topic and I love it because it felt the most natural and the most uh, kind of down-the-earth podcast I've had yet and all of them have been great, but this one gave off immaculate vibes. I don't know if it was the nighttime with the lights in the room, but I had a really good time doing it. I really hope you guys enjoy this one. But here goes, episode five, Jacobo's Words Unspoken. Let's jump right in. This is episode four of my podcast, Words and Spoken. I have two guests today. Um, would you guys like to introduce yourselves? Yo, what's up? Uh, my name is Jonathan. I go by Wonton John on Instagram and uh, YouTube. My name is Chris, and that's all you need to know. Yeah, so we're kind of freeballing this. This is actually the first night podcast. We got the lights on here, you know. So I think this is kind of a mood, guys, right? Yeah, it, you I know, can switch it up. Yeah, the color was <laughs> green because of my shirt. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, we're just gonna freeball. I haven't seen Jonathan actually in like two years. He's been up in Michigan, so it's really nice to see him because we played water polo together. Um, only thing I remember, like the biggest thing I remember about you was you are the most optimistic person. And usually people say that about me, but every time I say that, even me and Davey were always like, John is way more optimistic than me. So I don't win in that category. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. When then, I first met Jonathan, it was, he, he was very upgoing when I met him in sixth grade, back in sixth grade, I was more, you know, shy and all that, you know, he kind of opened me up throughout the years yeah uh yeah thank you um yeah i'm glad to do it um i like making people laugh and um entertaining people it's just like a vibe you know yeah you think that optimism have you always been very optimistic do people tell you that a lot um i think i came more out of my shell probably around middle school um i used to always be kind of a quiet child um I'm a only child, so I grew up mostly just by myself. Yeah. That's um that's definitely me too. I'm very I'm like an only child, so I was very reserved, but once I was in school I was very <laughs> the opposite of reserved because I was like, All right, I got no one to talk to at home, now I gotta let it all out. <laughs> kinda <laughs> I like think, that type of vibe. I think I first met you in elementary school. Like, like, weren't you, like, my third-grade buddy or something? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think yeah. that's what I remember, and that's how I 
that's my first interaction with you so that was pretty nice <laughs> yeah chris it's like very um it's like in the you know like that those things where it's like you don't remember it clear but you remember it in like flashbacks kind of like in like um not flashbacks but bits like yeah. say you were watching a movie and you were blinking repetitively that's kind of how i remember it so like i remember your face i remember like baby chris <laughs> but like <laughs> Dude, i don't just... remember like specific moments but just that yeah. i knew you i knew of you yeah I, I was a small kid back then i think i was yeah i was i was really small <laughs> chris might not remember this but um we went to the same uh christian preschool uh down the road uh up in like Carmel mountain and, yeah uh, i yeah, yeah i remember uh, that he claims that um, I sat on him one time <laughs> years ago. I don't remember it. It could be a different kid, or it could be that's the, yeah. I remember something like that. But it definitely sounds something like I would do. <laughs> yeah, you do it. You even do it now. Every now and then, you know. <laughs> you know, but it's. <laughs> your guys' your guys' friendship seems like straight out of a movie. I love it. No, it is out of a movie because when I. When, when I first, first met him, uh, I think we met in sixth grade. I was transferred to your class. Was it, what was it for? Social studies? Yeah, sixth grade social studies for Miss Spihar? Something like that in middle school. Was that her name? Yeah. And I met him and he was just like this random character from a cartoon. And I'm like, I, me, I was like, who is this guy? I don't even know who this guy is. Then... I guess summer rolls by and he adds me on Skype and the words he said is like Minecraft and I was like sure let's play Minecraft and after that we kind of just went from there and we were friends since then that's great yeah I mean I always tell Josh this I'm like I live my life like I want it to be like a movie so like I chased a movie moment you know what I mean so like regarding girls usually it's usually revolving girls but i'm like if the situation of love does not feel like a movie i dip out like i don't i it's like what i base it off of like if i like the girl a lot or not if our our moments together feel like movie moments you know where it feels yeah. like it doesn't feel artificial because you know sometimes it's like in this world it feels like fucking a, a, an episode of the office <laughs> just awkward as fuck and you're just like what the hell so like i love the moments where it's like very natural like even like the friendships like half of my friends um our relationships have stemmed from arguments like our in the first episode of this season when i was talking to davy we were talking about how the first time we met we got into a fist fight over a basketball <laughs> game yeah and then now, like, I consider him, like, one of my best friends, like, my brother. So it's funny how those, like, it starts off, like, the little moments, like, with just Jonathan sitting on you. You probably hated him. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. Thing. we didn't no. know back then. But, yeah. you know, throughout, throughout the years, we'll meet, you know, I guess, obviously, humble beginnings. Him sitting to me and him to be one of my best friends I know. Yeah, I mean, that, those are how the best relationships are yeah. built. And, like, I don't know. I feel like in this group, like, the vibes already are immaculate. Like, we don't have to break the ice or anything like that. It's very yeah. just nice. And I feel like that's important. And I we've all known each other for a while. So it's, like, 
people get scared or like very anxious when you don't see them for a while. They're like, oh no, we're not going to be friends anymore. And I even like, I told Josh this too. I was like, if you don't see someone and you see them after like two years and the vibes are still nice, you know, like those people are good friends, you know, those people are the people you want around you. If you see them after two years and you guys are completely different people, like, or just, it feels awkward. It feels weird, stagnant. Maybe you guys just grew apart. And it's like the people that are right, even if you're, because we're all completely different. But at the end of the day, like we haven't seen each other in a while yet. We are still vibing. We are still able to have a conversation, have fun and like hang out. And it's not weird. It's not like it's still a friendship. And that was one thing I used to be scared of. I'm like, oh, no, if I don't see someone, I'm not going to be their friend anymore, especially after high school, because like. You see the people around you and even with social media and everything, you're like, I'm going to see everything about them, but probably never see them again. Yeah, it's it's like like you're not not living the experience for them. I think that's the issue nowadays um, with social media and all that. You're not you're seeing pictures and all that, the people and all that, but you're not really living the experience. Yeah, it's like a fake connection. Yeah, it's a fake connection to say. Let's say Jonathan didn't come back. Like he he just stayed in Michigan for to say four or five years, then decided to come back. You know, it's going to be completely different because he he's not having those you know bridges of you know spending time with your friend and all that. How's that been for you, Jonathan? Coming back to like Michigan, the old the old friends. Old friends. Well, I'm going to be completely honest. Like I didn't really meet too many friends in Michigan when I was there. I made, I made like, two or three really good friends. And, um, there's just, I don't know, it's, it's, the vibe is really different there. Mm-hmm. Like, completely different, like, totally, or is this? I'd say, I'd say the people are just really different. Like, they grew up really different, not on the coast. Um, okay. Basically, all they know about is just Michigan. Just Michigan? Yeah, yeah. Nothing out of the state, nothing out of the country. How about, like, the city? Because, you know, usually cities are more, I would say, in lack of a better term, they're similar because, you know, the demographics is, you know, to say, I'm just throwing this out, to say democratic more likely. So there should be, like, a similarity between people's ideologies compared to California. Yeah. Um, I'd say with, like, the different, like, ethnicities there, there's also a lot of people are really, like, uh, segregated from each other yeah and they choose to like live that way um there's a lot of like clickiness going on as well it's it's kind of hard to like fit in if you're like the old one right? yeah it's, it's completely different, different compared to like this california where everyone actually is diverse and we all get along to an extent you know sure you might have a few people who might say some stuff but generally especially san diego is probably like a really diverse city and there's a lot of people who get along with one another yeah the big melting pot yeah Yeah. you definitely see a lot of that in San Diego like you will find like that's why I always tell people like especially when like there was a lot of like people were saying oh there's did you ever see racism growing up I'm like I mean man there are so many races in my first grade class you could count like two of each race exactly everything so it's like everyone when they see each other they're very it's like you don't get you don't get culture shock 
like Davy was saying with his parents because they're Russian when he when they were growing up in Russia when they saw someone that was black they were like oh my god there's a black person but here it's like you see so much of everything that you're not shocked culture shocked by anything you know and I feel like in Michigan it's the opposite you see someone yeah. come from out of state and you're probably just like someone's coming out of state yeah yeah uh, a lot of times I get like questions like why the fuck are you here like I'm just like, bro, like, I wanted to try something different, come out here and see what the rest of the U.S. is like. Like, why Michigan? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what I get. Yeah. I mean, but, like, how, how was it, like, coming back to your friends? Was it weird or was it, like, oh, my God, yes, I'm back? Or was it surreal? It, it, it kind of took, like, a couple days to just, like, <laughs> saw me, like, oh, my God, I'm back in San Diego. Like, <laughs> you want to tell them? Sorry, Sorry for interrupting you, but you want to tell them the story of at the airport when I picked you up? Oh, my God. <laughs> this dude. <laughs> so before I even got to the airport, actually, uh, we had some lady stop the plane. And um, apparently she paid for a ticket for her uh, baby. But the flight attendants were like, yo, we need that extra seat. And we need to put your baby on the lap. And she just blew up. And she was like, this is not how we do it down in the south. And I'm just like. Why are you coming to San Diego then? Because, yeah, yeah, San Diego's, Diego's a different vibe. Exactly. You should tell the story. I'm at the terminal to pick him up. I was like, Jonathan, where are you at? Because he's walking out, and I'll let you carry on from here. So um, I walk out, and then I'm just like, oh, Chris, I see you. And I start flipping off the car. <laughs> it's an Asian lady. <laughs> Luckily, she didn't see me, but she drew by. Dude, and the other people are looking at you. At you. Yeah, I'm worried down the window. looking at me, and they're like, what the fuck is this guy doing? <laughs> Dude, I was they're like, like, they're probably like this, this guy's racist against Asians right now. <laughs> oh, man, dude, that was, that was something. <laughs> and, yeah, it's it's been nice. Jonathan's been staying at my place. And, you know, we had some... You want to tell him what you did? We, we've had a couple issues with his toilet and me. Oh, <laughs> Dude, I'm at, I remember this distinctly. I'm at work, and he's like, Chris, I'm so sorry. I'll pull it up right now. Oh, my God. The exact. It's like bad grammar, too, but it's also like really funny. Uh, let me roll it up. Uh, this happened twice, by the way. Uh, he, but he, he said, said something. something. What did you, you say? Like, I was like, here. Trying to look for it. Oh, yeah, it says, Chris, my shit was so big that I, cl I cloggered your toilet. It says clogger. And I was like, what? He said, I'm sorry. I love you. I plunge it. <laughs> then, you know, a few days go by. And, um... I look at it, this is Tuesday, this is a Tuesday, like maybe four days after he's here. So, hey, Chris, just to let you know, your toilet started a flood to flood the bathroom with clean water after I took a shit. But I plunged it and mopped it all up. Have your fan up, set up to blow out the air in the room. And I was like, God, how do you do it a second time? Give me some context. So the second time I actually, I, I shat in the toilet and went down and went down fine. And then I started hearing bubbling. I'm just like, what the fuck? I look over and the toilet is just shooting out water, clear water, which is all right. But then I'm like, fuck. 
So I go over. You're to like, my it's house. a bidet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a bidet. I was like, what the fuck? So I grab my towel and I start soaking it up, and I'm like, shit, shit, shit. And Chris's mom is in the fucking in the living room. Oh my god. So I walk over there and I grab a plunger from um their patio and bring it over. I start plunging the shit out of it, but it's still overfilling. It fills up to my ankles, and, <laughs> and I was like, fuck. So I grabbed the towel. And I probably, like, soaked up the water about 20 times and was just, like, grabbing it and, like, wringing Straight it out. Up. Yeah. In his, in his shower. And uh, so it probably took me about, like, 30 minutes to clean it up. And <laughs> I was almost outside. outside. Mind that, our friend Hamza is outside waiting for me in the car to pick me up. That, that's a story. Yeah, My that house. That's a story. My, my small, small apartment, apartment, dude, come on. Every, Every time, time people come over, over my, my house, house is com- this gets completely fucked. Yeah. And it's, it's a small apartment. apartment. Hey, that's, <laughs> I have, like, you see this, it's a little condo. The thing about a condo is you can't really have a party. It's got to be a kickback of, like, three, four people, like what we have right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, even this is like... <laughs> I mean, actually, we had... A lot of parties back when I was in high school. I, what? Back in high school, I used to throw these pool parties for my birthday, and oh my god, they were fun. <laughs> you just take the whole, you just take the whole apartment pool. And you're like, yeah, no, we did, and I think the year before my 18th, the 17th birthday, my leasing center was like, you can't do that. I was like, well, I've been doing that for six years. You can eat my dick, but I didn't say that to them because I live there. <laughs> But um, I think this was it the 17th or 18th where we just crammed everyone in my room. I that was your 18th. Yeah, and we were like just doing this bit, and it was just like really bad. We're giving Jonathan a better mic. Ah, uh, yes. That's a loud one. Cool. But that was. <laughs> I think there's actually switches on here. Oh. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, so I, I had that mic before, and there's, there's little switches, switches on it, too. Yeah, so probably, I'm definitely going to have you guys in the future on a podcast. So I love that I'm having all these guests, because me and Josh are going to start upgrading the podcast, and then little, you guys are going to come back and be like, what? It's a whole podcast room now? Hell yeah. We, we, might, out. Do, we might have to do Jonathan on Discord, because he's leaving soon, and he won't oh, be yeah. back till next year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, we, have, we have a bot for that. That's what we did our last podcast in. We did it on Discord. With, uh, with Emily, we set up the whole little private Discord channel. And we have a special feature from Austin. <laughs> so really Dude, funny. Jonathan and I joked around Did I tell you guys that story? Yeah. Now you tell us again? I'd love to hear it. <laughs> so me and Josh, we're setting up a podcast with Emily. It hasn't even released yet, actually. I need to still edit it. But um, it was before I went on like vacation, and I took this little break of like two weeks. And I'm talking to this girl, like, because Emily, she's been wanting to be on it for a while. So I was like, hey, we're going to be on it. I mean, all the people I've been on with so far have been in person. So I was like, I was just assuming it was in person. And then she messages me and she's just like, oh, yeah, I forgot to say, like, I'm in San Jose or like I'm up north or San Jose or something. And I was like, oh. And like, I was like, uh, and I look at Josh and I was, and Josh is like, we can figure it out. We can figure it out. 
like, like literally two t minus two hours before this podcast is gonna happen we're just like out here searching up how we're gonna do this we're like should we do it on the phone are we gonna connect the phone to the microphone somehow and then josh ends up finding this like um this bot called craig and we put it in like you know like we have the server whack on discord yeah and uh it's josh's server so i'm like josh like, like I'm, I'm not tech savvy at all, and like, like what, what I was telling you before, I'm like in Discord, so like, please, let's yeah, figure out a way to not have people join because our Discord, once there's like two people on it, like everybody joins, and if there's a new one and with a girl name, everybody's gonna join. I was like, we definitely need to get people out of like the thing, so we literally. I get Josh to like, what were you like trying to lock the room, right? Yeah, so I created a private a private Discord channel in the Discord for a maximum of three people. And it was Jacobo, and it was Emily, and then it was Craig, the Discord bot. <laughs> and, and Craig, the Discord bot, would join and then record the whole conversation. So it was kind of cool. I was like, oh, this is pretty dank, okay? And then, so we had the capacity of three. And then about halfway into the podcast, Austin joins the channel at a maximum of three so i had four out of three and we're like what the fuck how are you in here right now no and also keep in mind we're literally talking like about deep stuff we're talking about like yeah we're bipolar bipolar psychology like deep conversation and justin just go austin comes in he's like what's up boys? <laughs> we hadn't realized that austin had privileges in the server to be able to join without having uh, to ignore the capacity. He ignored the capacity, yeah. so we're like, oh, you mind leaving real quick? So, so the <laughs> one person that should that could go into the server went to the server and went into the chat room. <laughs> that and, is you know, so You know awesome. Austin, he goes like, what's up, boys? And, he just, and, Emily, Emily, like, and we are just like, like just dying laughing, just like right at that moment. And I'm just like, Austin, doing a podcast right now. He's like, oh, well, I'll listen. And then he just leaves like a second after. Dude, that is so awesome. Like, I'm not going to lie. He's that type of character to do that. He didn't even hear what was going on in the conversation. He just goes and he's like, what's up, boys? Every time. Yeah. So classic. I loved it. It was hilarious. But that happened. So I call this... The era, you know, like, there's eras of, like, podcasts, like, and Joe Rogan, he has definitely a lot of eras. He has, like, the era of L.A., the era of, like, now he's in Austin, and, like, most podcasts, they have eras of, like, certain ways they're built, the rooms they're in. So I call this right now the ghetto era. It's the ghetto setup. We got all the wires right here in front of my computer. It's pretty hot in here, but, hey, I don't it mind is. that. It's like a steam room. Yeah, it's know? like it's like a sweatshop. That's it's like, we're in it's right like now. in ancient Greece. They used to go in a steam room to, to do negotiations and have philosophy, <laughs> like, philosophy yeah. talks. So this is us. Like We're just getting steamy in here. Like, Not too bad. I like it. <laughs> it's like that song. It's the balls down, down my sweat. Or the sweat down, down my balls. That's me right now. I'm out here dyslexic. <laughs> But yeah, um, like, this is actually the podcast with the most people we've had, so it's nice. Hell yeah. I like it, because this, this gives me like a, like a, what's it called? A big meeting vibe. Yeah. More than like, there's, bound, there's multiple ideas being bouncing. I've always said this, but I'm an extreme extrovert, so like, being in like, so many people in my room, it just gives me energy. Just out here thriving. <laughs> 
but yeah, yeah I mean um, literally it just it feels so good to have freaking the boys in here I got Jonathan that I haven't seen in a while actually how long are they gonna be here I'm here till the 14th so I got like 14th yeah I got like you, you five should go, movies wait is Friday the 15th? Friday the 13th. 13th. Oh, you should Friday definitely the go to the alumni game for RB. What the fuck? There's an there's an RB alumni game for what? water That I just got invited to, and you should definitely go. Pull up. Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah. You're going to pull up your Speedos, Jonathan? Hell yeah. Wish I still had it. I don't know where it is, actually. We're going to go up against the RB team. We're all going to be out of shape. Oh. It's going to be like the old man squad. Damn. <laughs> Midway through, we're gonna be cramping. We're gonna be like, Where's bananas at? <laughs> but yeah, um, that's you came at a perfect time. If oh, yeah. you, everybody's gonna be so hyped. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I have a question for Jonathan. That's okay. Oh, yeah, go for it. So, we were talking earlier, I didn't want to interrupt. We were talking earlier about uh, the people versus I mean, the people here versus uh, Michigan, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you were saying that they're a little bit more clicky over there. Yes. But I did have a question about that specifically mm-hmm. because some people like to say that people in San Diego or California more generally are more, uh, you know, fake artificial. Yes, that is, what, that would is you, true. How would you compare that to people, even though they're more clicky in Michigan, would you compare them more more, more authentic over there? Yeah, I would definitely say um, if you find the right group in Michigan um, or anywhere just like in the middle of the of the country – um, people are nice there. They're really, they're really like loving. They take you in, um, and they are authentic. Um, there's a lot of fake people in California, and I'd say that's just because of like the fashion scene, like being like all uh, popular online and all that TikTok, all that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, definitely, I met like quite a bit of uh, nice people there. That's cool. Bro. Yeah. Honestly, I think the biggest thing with, like, why California is so clicky, I think, also, is um, people's ability to, like, oh, it's Christopher's birthday. Not yet. Oh, almost. Four, four, minutes. four minutes. Yeah, we got four more minutes. Oh, that's going to be a vibe. But, um, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, no, what I was saying is, like, the biggest thing about it being, like, clicky and stuff, I think is also just people here are kind of they mask a lot yeah and the reason why is because like what i said before there's so many like cultures i don't even know how you call that like not like necessarily groups but like ideas traditions traditions and just like ways yeah ways of life or like just like so many things you can join here you can join like the gamer community you can join like the anime community you can join like and it all comes to california and the thing about california i feel like we're the trendsetters so it's like people are more into like they like bring out what they have and they're like i can make it trend i can make it be a thing yeah so here it's like when you're trying to make a lot of friends, mm-hmm. you have to mask because you have to be part of the anime community and then yeah. at the same time be like part of the sports community. So like I don't know, I can't think of anybody off the top of my head in high school, but I'm sure in high school you see people part of like speech and debate, and then at the same time they're part of like the wrestling group. Yeah, and then you're just like, how do those two go hand in hand? 
Mm-hmm. So it's like they come off as fake because like you have to be completely two different people. Yeah, in order to like one group. Yeah, and each group is different too. I mean, like I'll say Jonathan and I. Would you say we're like our group of friends? What would you describe them as? Just misfits. Misfits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, These people that didn't fit in in high school, and we all just found each other. I mean, like, we didn't. Like nobody hated us or anything. Like, no. See, like, I got along with a lot of popular people. But, yeah. You know, I didn't. I wasn't friends with them. I didn't talk to them. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't hate me. I didn't hate them. There was nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I ask people what I am, and they always go like, "You are a social butterfly." So that's what I'm saying. Like a lot of people in the past have claimed that I am fake, and they're like, "You're fake," and it's just like I'm not fake. I just love to bounce back from group to group because I learn different things from each group. So it's like. Like, this is why I do my podcast right now, because I love hearing from so many different people. And it's like what I want to continue to do. I was telling Josh earlier today, I'm like, I haven't recorded in two weeks. Like, we're watching this movie, but we're doing the podcast tonight. There's nothing stopping us. I don't give a fuck that it's almost 12. Yeah. Like, I don't care. It's 12. I don't really care, you know? Like, it's like, I, I love the fact of meeting new people, of talking to new people, even if they're spitting blasphemy on here like i want to hear it i want them to convince me of what they're talking about and that's how i've always been my whole life i've always been a person that like i've been friends with people that are unbelievably crazy in some aspects and even with the crazy people that even people that i don't even talk to anymore like they've taught me certain things yeah they've taught me a ways of being or the way they got to where they were or like the way they even like even if, like, I've met so many manipulators in my life, like, bad manipulators. And, like, they've taught me how to be more convincing. Or uh, just how how did I get to where I got. And it's officially Chris's birthday. Hey, I hate to interrupt the conversation, boys, but can we sing Chris a happy birthday? Oh, my God. down, bro. Chris, I don't think you've ever been sung happy birthday at 12 o'clock exactly on a podcast. One, two, three, let's go, boys. Come on. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to Chris. We're the horrible to Chris. Happy birthday to you. Thank you. Yeah, if you want to hear our choir, um, we're going to be on Donda, okay? Last track. <laughs> it's just going to be dedicated to me. It's going to be like Chris's track Can you imagine? Can you imagine Kanye West doing that? He's like, John, I haven't dropped it because Wonton John isn't on it. Come on. He's not singing Chris a happy birthday. He's like, yo, I don't wait for Chris. He's my homie, man. He turns 22. On August 10th, I'm, I'm like, I don't want to release it then. Watch you release it when I turn 22, like 7.45 p.m. That'd be crazy, dude. We're, we're, like, we're at the beach having fun, and he's like, Okay, okay, I gotta say something. On the 6th, when it was supposed to drop... Wait, 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 before you say something, have you been obsessed with Donda? Yes. I've been on the subreddit every day. Every day. I was on the Wikipedia. Every day. Alright, so, on the night of the 5th, turning into the 6th, I was on Wikipedia with Chris. We were waiting. We were refreshing the Wikipedia. And it turns to 12. You know what they say? It's coming out on the 7th. And then we go on the 7th. And we keep refreshing until 12 a.m. And then it says the 8th. 
We keep refreshing. And then it says the ninth. And then it said that it was coming out. And it never came out. And now it says 13 and 15 of August. Now it just says August. Exactly. Yeah. So it's never coming out. Exactly. You're right. Try to change it. Well, I kept refreshing. I was, like, I was really upset. Yeah, originally. Mm-hmm. Right, me and Josh were screaming into this car. We were getting upset. <laughs> we were but then I realized every time he's pushed it back, it's gotten better. It has. Because the first time it was like a couple features. We were like, wow, so little features. It was mixed improperly. There was like barely any drums. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. He was working on it last minute in the locker room. Literally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, it's like freaking Mike with his homework at ASU. <laughs> Shout out, Mike. <laughs> but like doing it last second, procrastinating. But, um,. I was honestly surprised the first time because when it was originally going to drop, I was really upset because I was like, because Kid Cudi had tweeted, he's like, I'm not on the album. And I was like really upset because I'm like, Kitsy Ghost, no. And like, everybody was hyped about Jay-Z being on it, but I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I want Kid Cudi on it. Everyone loves Kid Cudi. I want Kid Cudi and Jay-Z. That would be ultimate. And then... Now a week later, later Kitty, Kitty, we have the weekend. Yeah, yeah, and that sound uh, sounds really good too. Yeah, yeah. When he played yeah. that, started have floating. Heard, have you heard the original version of Hurricane John? This is that is that on? Clemens? That's the unreleased album, right? Yeah, that was from originally from Yandy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually pirated that oh, on, yeah. <laughs> on the pirate okay, bay. <laughs> I did not. I don't. I don't know what Donna. Like, I haven't listened to any of it yet. Like the little previews, I have not. No, the little. You are doing yourself a favor. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know, recently, I think, uh, I would say the beginning of this year, my taste in music has been really changing recently. Because I used to be in my own little bubble of indie and all that. Then I, I would. Okay, I don't mind talking about this, but I think my ex-girlfriend. She owed me up to like you know rap and all that. You know, it was like, she had pretty good taste. Like I, I I saw Ramirez. Ramirez is a really good rapper. If you know who Ramirez, I think Two Steps to Me has a really good song. He's with uh, G Five Nine. Yeah, G Five Nine and all that. Suicide Boys. Yeah, Suicide Boys. Okay, I know them. Those those, those have been pretty good. You know, Kid Cudi's been my thing too lately. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think, and also, also my friend, uh, my friend Dylan, she also got me into K-pop. I don't know why, but she got me into it. And I'm like, you know, this is not too bad. Because I remember she, she was like, Chris, just, just turn on K-pop. I'm like, you know what? I'm a big Twitter fiend. K-pop, K-pop is always trending. Yeah, no, it is. Cause it's really popular. Sometimes, sometimes K-pop is just a feel, you know, it's, it's really good. Yeah, it's funny on. too because I remember I think I don't know why someone told me I think Reese was talking about it. This is our friend Reese. You probably met him a couple of times. Um, he was talking about that South Koreans hate the Philippines now. Like it's only because of Bella po- Porsche. Bella Porsche. Yeah, because apparently there's this controversy that she has the Japanese, you know, the rising sun tattoo on her, and like the Korean South Koreans were saying, oh. They oppressed us and all that. Because, yeah, because, you know, Is it like, like uh, what? Right? It's like what a historical meaning. So, like, oh, we. Because Japan and uh, Korea have like a. They have like there's a. There's like a lot of beef between those yeah. two. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, the occupation, they literally just invaded the land. You know? But it's like kind of like. um, What's that old, like, tale where it's like Milford and the two, like, last names that don't like each other? You know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do know what you're talking about. Or it's like, the, or it's like Romeo and Juliet. The, yeah. Yeah, the two last names just hate each other. It's like beef, but it's like 
they would be nothing without their beef. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like it's like a it's like a rivalry that's like well needed. But the funny thing is, is it's like uh, it's because she has that tattoo and she's Filipino, and she thinks she does not represent the Philippines. Can I put my two cents on this honestly? She used to be in the Navy, and yes. that's the reason actually I actually knew about her, because I was in the Navy as well, and I found out about her on TikTok, and I'm like, oh, this Navy girl's starting to get big on TikTok. I don't know where she was stationed, but she could have been stationed in Japan, which could be from the Rising Sun tattoo. I don't think I don't think she's has it to spread any hate against any sort of people whatsoever. You know, I think that's just bullshit beef that the Philippines has. Yeah, yeah, but, but no, no, it's not. It's, it's like, like South Korean team. Oh, South 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 yeah. South and it's funny, too, because the Philippines got completely fucked during World War II. Mm-hmm. And, and I think there was a thing, I think... I think it's like a kind of like an argument of like culture appreciation. Yeah, yeah it is. But I don't know why, but... I just feel in general that uh, the Philippines just gets a lot of hate in Asia for no reason. Yeah, and you know what's funny, too? The Philippines, we're like one of the nicest people. Like, you see my mom. Every time you walk in, she offers you food. All my friends, she offered like... I'm like, I'm like, I want to eat that food, but I have to share it with everyone. I was like, okay, I don't mind. Because you know, that's why it happened. You want to know, you want to know how, you want to know how you know that Filipino, Filipino people are really nice? Because when they're angry, everybody knows. Exactly. Like, you'll be at Ace Smart, they'll be like, like, they'll be angry Koreans, angry, like, Chinese people, Angry everything. But when there's an angry Filipino, everybody in the store knows. They're like, go to the back, go to the back. Everybody everybody evacuate. We got an angry, angry Filipino on aisle 13. <laughs> yeah, but no. Like, you know, Filipinos are really nice, but I just don't know why we just get a lot of hate. There's, like, no point. Yeah. Because, like, we're, we're such a diverse um, country. Like, for me, I'm I'm half Swedish and half Filipino. Most people don't know I'm Swedish. They just think I'm American. But no, my dad was Swedish. Um, but no, like Filipinos, we're really happy. We're always, we're like, we have that southern hospitality, but it's just like the whole country. Like we're always open to the people. We always we share and all that. We always share and all. It's just you know, it's a good thing that I have that. I mean, I see that in my mom. Like she helps out my cousins and my neighbors whenever they need help. And you know, we we don't ask for help really. We only ask for help when it's necessary. Like we we ask my neighbor linda she's she's a nice lady she's she served in the military for like 20 years yeah and she was like she helped me get my rental car and helped me take to these she, we drove around all of san diego trying to look for a rental because that, this is after my car crash and she was just helping us out my mom wanted to give her money for gas money and she's like no it's all right i'm just helping the neighbor yeah i think that's good that you know my mom's spreading that positivity and my neighbor linda is just you know having that hospitality i think that's yeah. good to have you know people like that in your life this helping you out when you need help like really i think i was looking at um recently i've been talking to my friend or like multiple people about like what your love language is and like i feel like that's a good segue because you're saying like i like that and i i look at the love language and i'm like i feel like i like all of them have you guys heard of like what language yeah, yeah love language yeah i know my X made me and do one of those things and I was like okay I think my love language is spending quality time and not having communication I'm trying to search them up real quick hold up the five long the five love languages I think it's five five 
love languages. I, forgot, I know quality time. I know I like words of affirmation as well. Yeah, let me look it up too because I had to look through my thing. I'm, the, I'm like getting a book for some reason, but... Oh, here, I got them. Words of affirmation, quality time, acts of services, gifts, and touch. So, like, we, I think you might also like acts of services... Because a lot of people, I feel like, I feel like as a stranger, a lot of people, you, if acts of services can really introduce your relationship to one another. Because it can show you trust. Like, because for example, you go up to a girl or something, or even a person. Even if I was like, I met Josh, like when I met Josh like a month ago or two months ago. If I'm up here like touching his leg and like feeling him, he's going to think I'm like gay or something. Instead of me thinking, no, me thinking I want to be his friends though, you know, like love. But, but no, for real, you know? Yeah. Or like even with a girl, if you touching her right the first day, she's going to think you're being a little rapey or you're being a little bit too straightforward. So like I think like one of the big things is it's when I – acts of services is a good introduction one and quality time because think about it. When you start being friends with someone, once you start seeing them a lot more and you start spending that quality time, you're like, okay, I think this person's like actually my friend now because we've been hanging out a lot. We've been seeing each other a lot, you know, and it's like even right now, like you guys see me right now, you guys see me more like it's like we are, we are growing our friendship as we speak because we're spending quality time together. We're growing our love for each other as we speak. So it's like that, but like when I'm in a relationship, I think mine are definitely touch. And like quality time also, like words of affirmation is a big one. But then I feel like with me, like what I, because there's two that you receive well, or like you receive the best that give you love, and then the two that you give the most. And the two that I give the most are the ones I didn't mention. Or like I do acts of services the most, and I do gifts the most. Yeah, I mean, for me, I don't really care for gifts. I think it's just like the quality time in general. I mean, like, even for like, just say, no, not just for a relationship, but for my dad, I don't mind talking about it. My dad passed away about two years ago you know, from leukemia, and I think spending quality time with my dad was the most important thing. Uh, he was a merchant marine, so he was never home all the time. He was always be gone and all that. And I remember one thing my dad told me is just like, the thing he regretted is just not being home a lot. Because if you're, you're finding that you're going to pass away from cancer, which is just a horrible thing. You know, it just completely wrecks whole families. Like, you know, it tears it apart. And, you know, he said the only thing he regrets is just working, like, overtime a lot mm -hmm. and working all the time. Because he would do, what he would do on the ship is, like, how he did, he would pick a contract and it'll be, like, let's say, six or five months out of the year. And then he can come home and, you know, stay for yeah. two or three months and go pick another contract. And he would work overtime, so he'll do. He'll probably work twelve-hour shifts, and I can't believe something like he, he would do that for me. I think I kind of get that aspect too. I'm working two jobs, and I like I see myself overworking myself. Um, like just a few days ago, actually, this happened recently. So we, Friday, no Saturday, I start work at Target one thirty to ten. Then I have work at Sprouts, a overnight shift. 11 p.m. to 5 a.m. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to clock in early for Sprouts and see if I can leave early. So I clock in like around maybe 10, 21. And then I just felt like really sick. I was like, okay, I don't feel good. 
and I threw up like three times. I was like, okay, that's a message from God telling me to go home. So I just finished up what I needed to do and just went home. And I had work at Target at eight. So if I stayed there till five, I wouldn't have, I only had three hours of sleep. Yeah, that's not good. It's it's literally not good for your mental health. And I'm gonna. I'm, I'm going to make this a, as a pledge. I am going to quit Sprouts by the end of the month. I'm only covering from him now because he's going to go visit his mom. It's literally on record, Chris. Yeah, it's on record. He's literally going to go visit his mom who lives in the East. Back east. And he couldn't visit her last year because of COVID. Yeah. And, you know, that sucks. So that, what you said, thanks for sharing, by the yeah, way. Yeah, no, that should, But, like, it hits really close to home. Yeah. Especially this week because when I got back from Nashville with my friends... We had originally gone because we had, I don't even know if you know this, but Tanner's dad was very much the heart and soul of our group, you know, and he had cancer for the last year, and on Tuesday of last week, he passed away, and it was really hard on the whole group, On I think it was the hardest on me and my friend Tanner because yeah. obviously and it's his especially dad. if you're losing your dad at such a young age mm -hmm. like, and it, it also sucks because my grandma's still alive but she just turned 97 on Sunday and you know watching your kid die is not not a good thing it's, it, it took a toll on her took a toll on me and took a toll on my mom my mom and dad were married for 30 25, 20 years and they were mm -hmm. together as a boyfriend and girlfriend for 5 years so 25 years and that just happening it, it's yeah and i i have never had a father in my life like that so but the closest thing i had was probably mr thormer because he always like every father's day he's the guy i would hit up to say happy father's day and he would always like message me and be like our pastor meant to cross you are my second son the man i love blah blah you and tanner you are my two sons that i love and I guess, like, my question to you is, like, I'm sure at the time it was really hard, and my friend Tanner is really going through it right now. And, like, what would you, what would you give? For, like, a long time. Like, even I still have thoughts about it. I think I got a lot better when I started meeting all these people, and they're all comforting me. I think my last year at Palomar was probably where I started to feel a little better. Um, but, yeah, it's just... It's just hard. I mean, like, I, I don't know how, I, I don't know, I don't think any of you guys can describe because maybe Jacobo can understand, but obviously you, you two, Josh and Jonathan, you still have your father, you know, sure, you guys might have your conflicts with him, but just be grateful that you still have your father because I lost my father at 19, I was about to turn 20, and then also, Jason, you know, they were younger than me, and that's their first experience of, like, we, we, we literally just stayed in the room until my dad passed away because I was I kept checking his pulse like you know every 10 minutes and I think I know the exact time I haven't known this by heart but the death certificate says a different time because I'm not an actual certified doctor I didn't feel his pulse at 8 20 p.m. and I remember I was like oh well and I, I remember this distinct image too like I was looking off in the distance and I just see like a door of a light and a person walk into it and it just closes so, so I, I just thought, I just put that image in my head. I said, oh, that's probably my dad going up to heaven. And I was like, he was just taking one last look and just going away. I think, I don't know why, that image just cements in my head. And every time I just 
think about my dad, just see him at that door waving goodbye and just going away, you know, up to even better, up to paradise. But how were those, um, <clears throat> the time after him passing away, like what, what did those days look like? Uh, I know it might be very dark, but like, I mean, I remember once we got home, we all just stood there and we all, my brother, my mom and I, and my other brother, we all just cuddled and just, you know, gave each other hugs and said, you know, we, we were just crying. I mean, I mean, I think the day after I was hanging out with the guys, you know, that cheered me up. And I think we went over to, I think, I don't think we were there for that. I think I went over to uh, the San Diego Fair. And then, you know, it cheered me up. But, you know, I was just still, it was still in the back of my head. It's just like, you're thinking, That's crazy. Because you losing your father, and it was happened. It happened so quick too. We found out in December, like just right before Christmas, that oh, uh, what they said at first, he had MDS, which is Milo something. Um, I can probably look it up, but MDS is like basically pre leukemia, or like the precursor of leukemia. I think it's like you don't. It's not. I, I forget the whole process of it. But then after that, he it developed into. Uh, leukemia and you know and they said for him it was just like i think it was just shocking too like i think we all we all expected him to like not survive because when they the doctor came in and says oh so the procedure for this whole mds uh you know trying to prevent it from just taking over um is a 50 50 chance for your age and he said the doctor said if he was my age there's like a 75% chance or 100% chance of you recovering. And they said if the first procedure didn't work, it drops down to 30%. And the second procedure, or the second procedure didn't work, it drops down to 10%. So it just kept dropping. I mean, the first procedure didn't work, and then our chances went down to 30%, and the second didn't work. And he tried, we tried this experimental drug, and it didn't even do anything. It just made my dad feel really bad. Yeah. And then, um, but, but they, they said, said they, my dad, dad donated all his, you know, he donated his eyes, he donated all his, I think, bone marrow for them to use for leash shirts. And I think they, I found out like maybe a year after, they said, oh, there's been breakthroughs for leukemia to, for people my dad's age. And I was like, oh, maybe his uh, stuff he donated because he, he helped out. He, we had to get that experimental drug approved by the governor, like, or like a health, super, like the general surgeon of California. Yeah. So like a top official how to approve this procedure for my dad. So, and I, I mean, I think it's good that he did that so he can do the research. It helps people research, you know, understand, you know, cancer, which is a horrible thing. We're making good progress, too. You're really brave for, like, going out with your friends I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't mind talking about it. I think talking about it just makes me feel better. I mean, I talk to all my friends about it, and they're like, oh, thank you for opening up. I mean, yeah. I, mean, I trust all of you guys, and I don't mind people knowing about it because it's just... Yeah. It's, it's something that everyone goes through, but don't really talk about. Well, this this podcast is literally talking. Yeah, and that's literally that's, words that's, unspoken. Yeah, words unspoken. But yeah, because yeah. I only and I that's only talk great about content for people that. who I really like, like who I really trust. You know, I trust all of you, mm -hmm. and you know, you can't say anything malicious about that because why would you? Yeah. Because I remember someone said something to me. I'm not going to mention their name or mention the whole process, but they said something. And I was like, they called me cancer boy after my dad died. I'm like, why the fuck would you say that? 
Uh, I mean, they, they probably know who they are. I'm not, I don't care if they watch this podcast or, any, or listen to They probably even feel bad right now. But yeah, um, that's very brave because of you going out with your friends the day after because I, I saw my, like, we were all stuck in Nashville when it happened because our flights all got delayed besides his. But um, I saw him a couple days later and we were trying to go out and I guess the side of a lot of people around him made him a little just antsy and he didn't want to do yeah, it I mean so like um what you said like being around people I think at the other day like at the moment I kind of felt a little bad I'm like did I do the right thing like for my friend and then I mean like, for I think what you said is good like it's like I think at the end of the day like I made him go out and we laughed and we talked and like it made me feel better because I was I was very like just out of it and like I think the biggest thing with me is like I keep hearing his voice in the back of my head yeah I mean that's the same thing for my dad too like I'm glad I actually got some recordings and I interviewed him for a little bit too you know he was just talking about some random stuff I can't find the SD card too but the video just plays in my head it runs in my head rent free which is a good thing um but yeah I think uh I I thought this flew up my mind, but I think, yeah. Oh, no, I had experience of death, like, you know, before. My brothers didn't. Uh, my my grandpa passed away at a very young age, and I went to his funeral. And I just remember, you know, I seen him, and after that, once the funeral service ended, I just broke into tears. And, you know, this is just, it just makes you feel real sad and all that. And I remember at the funeral, I think there was, like, 300-something people at my dad's funeral. Yeah, there was a lot of people. I got I got some of the guys to come to you and all that, um, but you know I, I had to speak for like no one was. I had to speak for my. I read the eulogy for myself and my brothers. My my aunt, she said some stuff, but she couldn't say a lot. No one no one really wanted to speak. I was the only one that was I, I was just brave enough because I didn't, I wanted to talk. Because for me, I love talking to people, and we can we'll lead on to about what him and I were going to do later on. I think just talking to people is just like you open up and you just learn new things too or you put yourself through something different and then you can branch out like for me me having that eulogy in front of 300 people in a uh, in my church where I was baptized in I was just like I was I, I was surprised I was nervous like I had, I had to read three different eulogies and you know it's just like I'm People kept saying I was brave and all that, and I think after the, we were all in the dining room just chatting, having you know, refreshments, yeah. people were saying, oh, I really loved your eulogy about your dad and all that. I mean, I don't mind talking about my dad eulogy, too, if you want mm-hmm. me to. I mean, this is, it's a, they didn't want me to say certain stuff, like, you know, don't say anything like bad memories. Of course I'm not going to say any bad memories, but I'll say this one thing. I wish I said that as the eulogy. Um, like, my dad, he was a really, really good man. And I really get some aspects from him. You mind if I go down this whole story? Yeah, go for it. Because I don't want to be a mic hog. But um, I remember this one time. Long Beach is a... So my dad was in Long Beach, so he would go up there to get his contract for his job. So Long Beach is... I'm pretty sure you guys know. It's a, it's a nice city. It's like a very underrated city. I was actually there but two weeks ago. crime is really bad in Long Beach. Um, then I remember one time, my dad saw this old lady. She was from Australia. And she got mugged, and no one was helping her. And my dad, I guess he just said, I guess God just led me down this road one time, and he helped her out. 
and he took her to all these places. He took her to her church and all that, and they all turned her down. And I was like, what? What kind of church turns down a person in need? And my dad, he took her out for lunch and gave her food and all that. And then my dad got her a hotel room. And, you know, he, he, he was helping her out. And she's like, oh, can I get your name so I can send you money? And my dad says, no, I don't need any of your money. I just want to help a person out. And I was like, I'm glad my dad did that because, you know, he cares for everyone, you know. And he, did, he helped out all sorts of people when they needed help. And I think that is a good image of, like, my dad just doing God's work, just helping this person who just got mugged. And she was just there to visit for Disneyland. And she just, she had, she had, all her valuables were gone. I, I cannot imagine, like, me, just say, like, nowadays, just, like, a person like me, I don't think anyone will help out. Or just, like, anyone in general. Like, you're just probably just sitting there. I think you probably have to depend on the older generation to help you out. Because I don't think our, you think our generation will really just stand out? Because I think they'll just stand there and think about helping, but then don't do anything about it. I think it takes a different type of person to do that that's yeah. for sure but <laughs> going back to my dad's eulogy like I just talked about this memory I remember because uh, I just it was a, like a funny a funny memory I, I wish you were there for a John because I know you were in Taiwan um, so you were t this happened when I was younger I, I was four so I was like a little size of this this little what is this nightstand yeah nightstand and oh I was like, I got it. I was in my underwear, my my diapers, and I like, I I, I we had a uh, chain lock, so I got a chair, put the chain lock, unlocked it, and just ran outside my apartment complex. And I got bread because that the apartment complex I lived in had a pond, and I was just went down there in my underwear feeding the ducks. And my, you can see my dad; he's just chasing me in his underwear. And I was like, and I, I shared that memory, and you know, everyone laughed. It's yeah, hilarious. that's a good memory too. I don't remember any of that until uh, my mom reminded me. She's like, "Yeah, your dad was chasing you outside, um, chasing chasing you in his underwear, and you were like, she said I was naked. I don't remember that. Can you imagine? Oh my goodness, like an older man chasing a naked kid down the road. Oh my goodness. But it was it was fun, you know, talking about that UOG, you know. But yeah, um, that. Like, like today, today Josh, Josh wanted to go to the beach, and one of the biggest things that uh, Mr. Thornburg told me, he told me, he told us like at the end when we were all down there, he's like, guys, if you guys ever want to talk to me or see me, I'll be right out there, because he wants to be he wants to be thrown in the ocean like his ashes. Yeah. He wants to be out there, so he always says like, I'm gonna be out there, the place I love, because he was a huge surfer. He spent his whole life in on the beach. Yeah. So it's like, I think that's my next big step to like have closure and just get over it. Cause I'm still kind of grieving over it. So, um, like I, I would say this, it's not a quick process. It, it takes a long, mm -hmm. long time. And this say even 20 down, 20 years down the road, you might still think about it mm -hmm. and all that. I mean, of course, cause it's like, it's someone that you, who was part of your life and they had a significant impact on you. Yeah. Something like that and they're just like, you know, them passing on and going on to paradise. You know, it's just like yeah, it hits you hard. Like I I told my dad I named my firstborn son after you, like like first name, middle name, you know, of course last name. And I have the same middle name as my dad too, which is Stefan. But people call it Stephen. It's not Stefan. 
it, it's not Stephen, it's Stephen. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, you you'll get over over time. You'll get over it, but then you you just remember the good memories. You won't remember any bad memories and all that. And you know, sometimes um, when you think about them, you know, a, a smile will crack before a tear comes out. Yeah, yeah, I think that's it. I think I heard. I think President Joe Biden said that about uh, John McCain, which was his good friend. He said something about, oh, um, when you think about someone, like like that little memory, that little smell or fragrance of them, like a tear would come down first before you crack a smile or something like that. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's, I, I've done that a couple of times, you know, I just. You know, oh, it was definitely funny. It was, um, it's just, it's just like. I think that's the next step, going to the beach and just going out there, because I feel like I'm going to feel a certain type of way when I go to the beach now, because I'm going to get a look out there, and I'm going to be like, damn, like, I don't know, just like, you know. Yeah, you might even have that little image, like, you know, I have some images of my dad, like, just doing something. You might have that image of him surfing and having a good time in this laughing, Yeah. I find myself going through our text a lot now, because we were texting a lot throughout his whole treatment or like he wasn't even getting that much treatment but like just the whole process of his cancer yeah we were texting so i go on there and like it makes me just very happy just seeing those like i'm so appreciative that we live in an era of text because i look at them and they just make me smile you know like it's just like it's like a good feeling and like a sad feeling at the same time but i like it because it like makes you remember and like even, even cherish a moment like us, like like, right, like right, what we're having right now, where we're just together. And like, even though Josh got work early in the morning, he literally is still here. <laughs> yeah. But I'm sure it's like it's worth the memory, and it's worth the time, you know. And it's just now I don't overlook a moment. Even like yesterday when we saw each other, yeah, Austin's exactly. Jeep, like, yeah, it's like it's like that moment. All these memories, like I cherish them because they. Every like every time I'm like off my phone a little more. Yeah. I'm like not in my head a little more. I'm walking around talking to everyone, like, just. There's it's just you know like in high school when every, it's like, it takes a long time to break the ice on every city. Like what you said, being clicky and like Michigan and just not liking someone. It's such a waste of time because, cherishing a moment, and living in it, is so important. And I feel like a lot of people skip out on it and they don't do it. They're so scared to live the moment. They're so scared to like open up to people. But even the worst memories I have, there's still moments and memories in my head that I still cherish despite it being bad or good. Yeah. And it's like, that's what I got from you talking about your dad and all that. It's like, you say like all the moments, all the good memories start staying. And even right now, if you can think of people that you don't like, you might think of the bad memories. But in the future, I'm sure you remember certain people about for their good memories. And like that's usually how it goes with me, at least. Yeah, for me, I don't really hate anybody. Like for me, I I recognize people's uh, you know, their the the cons of people are. I can't think of a better term. Cause I don't want to sound like flaws. Yeah, flaws. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, I recognize their flaws and all that. But it's just like sometimes for me, I just gotta understand from what they were going through, because usually nowadays I just observe people first before I try to open up, because you know, 
I, I shouldn't be so observant because I, sometimes I just like be quiet and all that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just observe people first and see how they're what, what's going on in their life and all that. And then you know if they are going through some stuff and all that, I, I can understand because you know I go through my stuff too, and we all we all of us go through different stuff. Yeah, and we you know we just have to deal with some things in our own way. Yeah. The biggest biggest thing for me, actually, is where I find myself growing a lot in the last, I don't know, like 18-year-old Jacobo to what I am now, almost 23. A big one is how I deal with, like, exes, you know? Because before I used to be so spiteful. Yeah. I'm like, oh, like, screw this, screw her, like, she doesn't know any better, blah, 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 blah. And, like, now, despite... It being bad or certain situations happening when you have falling outs and you're no longer together, I now realize that I don't focus on the bad anymore. Or like I don't say screw her, I'm spiteful about her. I know that our ways need to be split because at the end of the day, in order to get over someone, you have to have that separation, be away from them. So I understand that we're not going to be with each other anymore. We're not going to see each other anymore. So, so I separate, separate myself, but I realize that, like, there's no point in me being, like, screw her. There's no point in me being, like, saying all the bad, at least to other people, because that's what I used to do to all my friends. I'd be like, she did this, she did that, like, at the end, because it's so recent. It's like, it's like recency bias in the freaking NBA. Like, you talk about all the bad things about that player right now. It's like the same thing. You have recency bias with people in your life. You talk about, oh my God, you can't believe what they just did today. You can't believe this. And it's like, I no longer speak about the bad as much to like all my friends. I maybe do it to like one friend that I talk to and I'm like being close and closed off. But like before I used to be like, you can't believe it. To everyone, I would say the same thing. And now I'm just kind of reserved because it's like, I say... I process the bad in my mind and I say the good outside. So then I realize I'm o- it makes you actually get over it quicker because it makes you realize that it's not that bad, that you can get over it, that you can move on. And a lot of people, they always speak like, oh my God, this person this, this person that. And they, sp- like, they stay like kind of like on a grudge on that person. So now I like, I do it and like, I've noticed that saying the good about people allows you to move on quicker. Yeah. And allows you, because like what you said right now with with everything, it's like you remember the good memories better, so you know you've gotten fully through it when all you remember is the good. Yeah. Plus being like negative is also like a big waste of emotional energy yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just brings you down a wrong path. I know that feeling. I mean, with my ex, I'm not going to turn out. What's his name? Or uh, Stacy. Uh, <laughs> just, uh, no, what, Are you say, sure it's not Stacy's mom? I still interact with her because she's she's my coworker now, or she's still my coworker. Um, that's a hard one. Yeah, that, it, that is a hard one. I mean, that's why I don't want to date a coworker anymore because it's just like mm-hmm. going to that I always tell Josh that it's it's bad. But um, I mean, this is with her. It's just like still I have some. It's just like. It's kind of awkward. Uh, should I talk about it? 
Fuck it, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not I gonna mention unspoken words. Let's go, baby. <laughs> Dude, I'm not gonna mention our names. I had to make up these fabrications in my head. Um, so yeah, to say Stacy, her and I were dating for, let's say, two months. We had a thing for a month, like back in the summer, because when I told her, and, you know, then I towards the end of our relationship, I kind of kind of realized that something was gonna happen because she wouldn't talk to me or communicate or anything. She was just not respond right away or just flat to ignore me, even at work. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And then I was like, yo, is there something up? And she's like, uh, no, but I think we should talk. And I was like, I already knew where this is going. I was like, That's okay. like the ash on the volcano. You know, when you start seeing the ash come out, you're like, oh, no. And I was like, okay. I was like, do we want, you want to break up? And she's like, yeah. I was like, okay, that's fine. And I, was, I was like, okay. And she told me, like, oh, I'm going through some stuff right now. And I'm not in the right, right headspace to be in a relationship. I was like, that's understandable, but... You know, in general, if you're going to do something, you have your significant other there to be there to support you. And I always gave her all that support. And then, you know, later on, you know, two weeks go by. I'm like, I'm on Tinder. I was like, okay, you know what? She's, I'm going to move on, you know, because it's, you know, it's okay. We're still friends and all that. Then I thought I see her on Tinder. I'm like, bro, you said you didn't want to be in a relationship. Maybe she's just trying to look for a hookup. Okay, that's fine. Then a month or two passed by. Then I realized my my friend at the time, uh, let's name him uh, Vladimir, because he's Ukrainian. And that's like you know, I guess it's like a Baltic name or something. He, her, um, her and him started getting closer. And I was like, oh, I can tell something's going on. But I'm not gonna say anything because I don't want to be paranoid. Then you know we hang out around June and we're like bunching up together. And I was like, you have to tell. There's something going on. Everyone knows, but they don't. I don't think they know I know. I'm pretty sure they know that I know. And uh, Tristan, who's my homeboy, one of my best friends from work, he asked Grace, like, oh, do you, do you like lectures or something? She's like, yeah. And then I, she's like, are you going to tell Chris? Because, you know, we're all friends. And she's like, no. And I was like, and Tristan told me that. I'm like, bro. What the, the fuck, fuck is Stacy's problem? <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, that's that's fine. He's like, I don't care. I'm just going to distance myself then. Because that's when I started, you know, I, her and I blocked each other. Cause I, we communicated. We should just remove each other from social media for like maybe a month or two. Yeah, I think it was like the second month. And then we added each other back because I was like, okay, I can move on. Then I found out about that. <laughs> was that a bit? Are you trying to do a bit? <laughs> I heard that. Uh, uh, we're not going to mention what happened, but... um. <laughs> Listen, there was extra butter on the <laughs> One of you two ripped ass. <laughs> it's not me. I'm, out. I'm honest about that shit, bro. Yeah. Oh, oh my no. god. That got picked up on the microphone, dude. I think it adds to the production value, actually. <laughs> but um, then I was like, you know what? Yeah, she's, you know. But um, that goes back to what I was saying. Like, if you, I think that excommunicating yourself is very important. Yeah. Because, like, like, what I said right now, like, 
I mean, I haven't talked to Wonton John. I don't hit him up. I don't FaceTime him every single day. It's the same type of thing. It's just like, oh, yeah, we didn't have a falling out. We didn't have a bad situation. But if even if we did have a bad situation at the end, if we're actually friends and we're actually meant to be together and the universe works out and we're meant to be friends and all that, when we see each other again, like right now, it feels like immaculate vibes. It feels amazing. Yeah. And that's how I feel about everyone right now in my life. It's like, before I used to be so scared to let go of just like relationships with anyone and now I realize that like people gotta go their own path you know and they'll come back and when they come back it'll feel immaculate it'll feel great if it doesn't then like at the end of the day you're over it at that point and you're just like okay this like you realize you're over it when you see that person again yeah and it doesn't feel the same yeah, I think that going back to what I was saying, um, but yeah, like she tries, like she was trying to be my friend. I was like, okay, well, you weren't going to be honest with me because as a friend, I would expect you to be honest. Like, Vladimir, uh, he was like, he was like, yeah, I can tell Stacy likes me and all that, but I'm not going to do anything. I wouldn't want him to do that to you and all that. I thought, I guess a couple of weeks go by, and they're now they're dating. And they still haven't told me. I was like, okay, well, I can tell, and I'm pretty sure they know. I know. And I'm like, okay. And I don't want to fucking associate myself with them. Yeah. Like, because it's awkward. Because, you know, I'm seeing that, and I was like, sure, I, I'm happy for them, and they they have a relationship, and they're both happy. It's just like, I can't, like, I don't want to see it, because for me, I'm not. It's not good for you to see. Because I was talking to Tristan, he's like, oh, you should invite him to your birthday. And I thought I talked to my friend Dylan. And she's like, yeah, don't, 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 don't invite them. No. Because it's, it's going to be awkward. I told everyone else, and Tristan's like, okay, now I would not invite them. Because it's, it's going to be awkward. It's just awkward for me as the ex to see that. Because, you know, maybe over the time, like, when I'm getting my own new relationship, because, you know, maybe I'll probably be happy. Right now, I don't think. Again, the time won't matter. Yeah. If it comes back to you guys talking again, it will be at the right moment, and it will be effortless yeah I mean like right and that's now, how it should be it shouldn't be anything forced it shouldn't be anything that affects you and if you're going home after hanging out with anyone or even your ex or someone that you see and you feel upset and you genuinely feel this way every time you see this person as much as I'm not an advocate for cutting people off I think at that point it's best to just not cut them off but just excommunicate yourself and I think it's different like um like with me right now, I'm off social media. I'm not hanging out on social media for multiple reasons, but one of the biggest ones is I keep checking up on people. Yeah. And I keep checking up on little things that affect my mood at the end of the day. And I've become very self-aware. And one thing I've realized is like when I feel a certain way, I know something needs to change. So if yeah. you're going home every night and before you go to bed or in the morning, you feel upset, you feel sad, there's something you need to get done. Mm -hmm. It's your body telling you, you need to do something. You need to either, and if you don't know what it is, you, you start doing stuff. You start making changes, adjustments. Like, you know, you know, I mean, my coach used to say this, it's fucking ingrained in my head, but he used to say, um, if you do the same thing over and over again and you get the same results, it's insanity. See, that's the definition of insanity. Yeah. 
doing the same thing over and over again and expecting the same result. And I take that to heart now because it's, it's so true. It's like if you feel sad every single night, if you feel upset every single night, if you feel certain emotions that you don't want to feel anymore, you can change them. But it starts with me making changes that you're not comfortable doing. It starts with making changes of sometimes excommunicating people, even if you won't find a friend group. Like, move. Move away. Move to a different city. I promise you, you'll find friends. Yeah. If you feel like you're sad every night, you're this, maybe if you go to the bars every single night, maybe you're an alcoholic. Maybe you need to cut it off. Maybe you need to not go to the bars anymore. And instead... Get on Discord with the boys and just hang out yeah. there and not drink. I mean, if like with everything, it's like there's a habit that you are doing, and if you don't change the ones that you're comfortable with, maybe one of the ones you're comfortable with are the ones hindering you, and the ones making you sad. Yeah, I think I think Jonathan knows this too. I I left, I, I guess or, yeah, I did my friends again. Like I left the current friend group I have a while back in like senior year because I wasn't feeling it at the time. I was going through some stuff. And then, you know, it's just like I had to distance myself. Mm-hmm. So I made I made coworker friends and then I made college friends. And I had a bunch of these friends I met. And now I just have a bunch of friends in different groups. And so yeah. I have my college friends, I have my coworker friends, and I have my friends from high school and all that. And then I have my old friends from, oh, my friends who are, Justin is one of my oldest friends. Uh, 14 years, I think. My best friend Richie, I think we knew each. How old am I? I'm tw- I'm tw- I'm 22, so. And and being hey, your big buddy back yeah. in third grade, being yeah, your big grade. buddy, being a little older, I promise you. That what one thing I've learned from being, um, from just after high life after high school. Yeah. Old relationships were rekindle, and you start realizing that like, when you see certain people. Even if you guys have had beef in the past or certain things, you will run into them uh-huh. and they will not care. They'll be like, oh, yo. Because think about it. When you see someone that's familiar, even me and you, like we didn't know we were, you figured out that we were buddies. Yeah. But we didn't know we were buddies. But when we saw each other and we were familiar, we were like, yeah. yo. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> even but and when we were kindled it was on discord yeah exactly and we recognized our voices and i was like i was like this sounds really familiar you know how I, I see a picture i see a picture of you it's like holy fuck this is the guy from my third grade buddy and i was like i've been around this fool he's like shit he taught me how to play that stick over figure game discord over discord over discord yeah and i'm telling you you will rekindle like like our relationship right now mm-hmm. you will rekindle relationships and the people that are like what Jonathan was dealing with in Michigan that are clicky like they won't rekindle like that but like the people that and I'm telling you it's like a big percentage of people when they see you again they're gonna be like yo and they're gonna have the same reaction we had where it's like yo no way like we're rekindling like do you remember this and like what you said yeah after you don't see someone for a very long time you only remember the good memories. Yeah, like the rekindling for him when he sat on me in preschool. <laughs> I like yeah. at the time I was like, I just like vaguely remember yeah. that. I just remember <laughs> laughing and screaming. Not that I, I mean, then he's if we meet again in sixth grade, him adding me on Skype saying, "Let's play Minecraft together." <laughs> and but that's what I'm saying, dude. Yeah. It's just if it's 
if it's like meant to be, which usually the universe finds a way to rekindle relationship like that, like yeah. us, like me and you, and literally the reason this podcast is happening today because of a rekindled relationship. And yeah. I think like a lot of people overlook that or they're in the shop at Sprouts and they see the fucking, they see you from school and they just ignore you or they walk away and they're like, you're like, okay. Like, yeah, I, I see But I people. used to be like that. I used to, if I see someone from high school or something, when I was in high school, I'd be like, oh, I don't know them. You know, like, you know, like when it's awkward, you're like, okay, I'm not going to look. I'm not going to say hi. But then after high school, I stopped. I, I stopped caring. And like, if I know someone, I'm going to go out of my way to yeah. say hi to them. And like, even Josh can see it. Like when I run into people with him all the time. I just run up and I'm like, I dab them up and I'm like, yo, what's up? And then Josh's like, where do you know them from? And I'm like, fucking middle school or like from something super she random. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like something super random. And like, like I, I think the last one was in, um, in Pacific Beach. I was in Pacific Beach and I ran into this guy that I played water polo with. And I was with my friend Muhammad and I ran into him when I was with Josh too. Yeah. And we ran into each other twice. And then we added each other on everything. There you go. And I was like, dude. And we didn't even remember a memory with us together. We were just like, we played water polo together. That's it. <laughs> like just a general idea. Yeah. And he was like, yo, dude, we should definitely hit PP together next time you're down here. And I'm like, all right, dude, I'm down. And that's like, like it's just, it feels nice. Yeah. It's like the same reason why you like seeing fucking... Margaret Robbie on Suicide Squad again. Like, you like to see familiar faces. The human brain loves to see familiar faces. So whenever I see a familiar face, I go out of my way to talk to them and say hi. Because sometimes people are just shy and they don't like saying hi. And I'm like, I'm extroverted. I got to use that energy in a good way. So I go out of my way and I say hi. And ever since I've done that, there's been so many rekindled relationships. Yeah. And it's like, Despite the shittiest situations I've ever been with with people, if I run into anyone, even my exes, I'm going to go up and say hi. Because yeah. at the end of the day, it's like, there's no hard feelings. You shouldn't live your life. If they're still dwelling on the bad memories, it's like, really? And none of my bad memories are like traumatic, where yeah. it's like, oh my God, I can never see this person or look at them in the face. So it's like, at the end of the day, if I see them like, oh, what's worst case? We broke up. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, we weren't like, oh my God, you weren't my wife. Congrats. Yeah. Like, that's not hard feelings. So now I just go up to people and I say hi. Because at the end of the day, it's it's just a hi. Yeah, like, it's just me, a hello. I do that with my ex. Like, we just talk through. Because she's, she's my coworker, so I interact with her. Like, today I was helping her do stuff for grocery and all that. But, you know, it's, for me, I'm at that point where I'm still kind of. It's kind of awkward still. You're still healing though, so yeah, I think I'm that excommunication. You know, like I'm feeling a lot better compared back in April, April uh-huh. and end of March. I was in a bad spot because I got my car crashed and the breakup, and all this other stuff was just going on. It's just messing with my head. Work even too was just affecting me, and you know, me going to San Francisco for that week really helped me clear out my head. You know, spending time with my homies and all hey. that. And just ignoring a bunch. Josh went. <laughs> yeah, ignoring all that bad shit. And, you know, it helped me out. And, you know, now, like, the only thing that's stressing me out is working those two jobs, like I mentioned before. And, like I said earlier, I'm going to pledge to 
fucking quit sprouts by the end of the month. <laughs> I'll put my two weeks, I think, because I want to make it time where I leave by the end of the month. Yeah. So I would say maybe the 15th or 14th, that's when I'll put it in. Mm-hmm. And bye-bye sprouts. But Four like, yeah. years of that company. My summary with that is just like, if you're not healed and you feel hurt when you're around people, excommunicating yourself is always good. Yeah. And I promise you, if that person is meant to be in your life, the universe will find a way to cross paths with it. And I believe in that. I believe in like there's a destiny for certain people to see each other. I mean, now more than ever, because um, I can even I can even share it right now. The last the last text I had with Mr. Thornburg was actually something that made me think about that. It was very sentimental and I'll share it. I was telling him happy Father's Day, you know, and like how happy I was to have him as a man that I love and the man that's influenced me. And he said, words on aren't are unable to describe your beautiful Father's Day gift. I honestly believe God intended for our paths to cross as father and son, and indeed they have. I love you, son. XO, dad. So like like that, it's just, now I always think about that. I'm like, cross are meant to be, pat, like, pats are meant to be crossed. Yeah. And if they don't ever again, they're crossed with other people. Exactly. And other people that matter. And that's just destiny or the world telling you what people are like who is meant to be with you and who's not because the real people or the people that want to be in your life forever mm-hmm. they will continue to you know and they'll always be there and despite them leaving or despite the distance it'll end up like like you and Jonathan like you guys will end up having more memories together and it'll end up being what it what it's supposed to be you know like what it's destined to be. Yeah. And I don't know. I just feel very like I'm living heavy on those words lately. Cause it's like, I used to be so scared and I used to cling on and like toxic traits used to come out because I would be like, no, don't leave. Don't leave. Don't leave. Please. Like yeah. we can work it out. And I would bend over backwards for working it out with people. And now I just let it run their motion. If they want to run away, they run away. Yeah. Cause I know at the end of the day, if I continue to do me, and like cross paths with the regular people. Like I wouldn't be here with you guys mm-hmm. if I hung on to certain people in my life. Yeah. It just wouldn't, I would have probably been upset or yeah. dealing with something else or bending over backwards for something that was just wasn't meant to be. Exactly. And that's the same way. I'm, that's the only advice I'm going to give you with any situation you're dealing with or anyone in this room. It's like if, if people are being clicky in Michigan, Cross weren't meant to be passed. Like, pats weren't meant to be crossed. What is up with me mixing it up? But, you know, like, it's just not meant to be. And the people that are out there in Michigan being nice, like the few that are there, or it's meant to happen, you know? And it's because they're good people, and it's probably, like, the universe saving you from certain situations. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you have anything to add, or you want to talk about the uh, project we are... If you you want to talk about it, are we able to talk about it on this podcast? Shut ourselves up. If you want, it's just like project. the uh, our own podcast that you thought about. Ah, doing. If you want to talk about, it, cause we yeah, s- do it. Because what we're what we're trying to do, we're still trying to establish our base. Mm-hmm. Better put this podcast in two two episodes. My biggest <laughs> episode. I mean, my biggest. Um, yeah, it's gonna be your biggest episode. <laughs> That's good. 
Do you that's wanna... literally the goal with me and Josh is getting a podcast that's longer. Yeah, shameless, shamelessly promote yourselves, guys. Go for it. You want to talk about? Well, let's just talk about the base of our. You want? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this podcast that Chris and I are thinking about creating is about Asian Americans growing up on the West Coast. Yeah. And like how different stuff is. Oh. Uh oh. Yeah. Right. It's going really quiet. Hello. Hello. Oh jeez. Okay. Uh, I'll just restart. So, this podcast that Chris and I are thinking about creating is about Asian Americans growing up in the West Coast and um, just our own like mindset on yeah, our own things happening. Yeah. Oh, nice. American culture and how you know the stuff we may have faced mm-hmm. and you know growing up, you know, either through racism or stereotypes, like him moving over to. Michigan, the East Coast, well, now Michigan's not really the East Coast, but Michigan, it was a different, a completely different layout. You can take it from here. Uh, yeah, um, just, I feel like my perspective on things has opened. Yeah, I just feel like my perspective on things has uh, opened quite a bit since I've been in Michigan, and um, I'm, I'm actually pretty glad that I went there, or am still going there, yeah. so I can learn more about how people function differently around the world yeah yeah it definitely opens you up like if you guys ever have an opportunity to leave even me yeah i was thinking about like leaving and just moving away because my Mm -hmm. friend ryan who moved to nashville he said he said him moving out there just opened them up a lot and Mm -hmm. just made him thrive you know in a way that he never thought just a way that i mean i'm sure josh can tell us that because he's moved around so much it's like he tells me all the time. He's like, now I'm so open. I'm so easy to talk to. And yeah. he's very, like, he, he has a lot of qualities that I see in a person that moves around a lot, which is one of my biggest fears, moving around a lot, not being, I mean, I've been here in San Diego my whole life. Yeah. So it's like when I see a guy like Josh and, like, you have a lot of good qualities, and I'm sure you get that from you moving around a lot, you know, and just being on the go and, like. Yeah. Having to adapt and talk exactly. to so many different people. Being adaptive, versatile, it's 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 like really good. So I'm sure, like um, you're the second person that said that. It's weird. It's like I feel like the universe yeah. is telling me something. <laughs> uh, where can people find your guys' uh, we, Well, we need, we still need to make the whole channel. Like we're gonna make a Spotify artist. Um, what's a what's the name we just agreed on? Uh, we thought about like many different ones, like. Downtown Chinatown, or like yeah, Downtown Chinatown is an old original. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my yeah, I, God, I can, geez. I can definitely help you guys set that up too. Yeah, but I know a lot think, of the, um, like I can edit it for you guys too. Yeah, well, what's the name that we we ever use a name generator for? <laughs> the, the second one we did was Bok Choy Boys, but like Bok also. Choy Boys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the one that we might settle on is Fast Break Asians. Fast yeah, Break Asians, yeah. That. that one's pretty cool. Yeah. It's, it's, um, you know, it's something unique, catchy. And, yeah, we're just going to talk about all sorts of stuff. We'll have our own guests, too. We can I'm do, down to be on the guest. Yeah, but the thing is, uh, once he goes to Michigan, we might have to do our stuff through Discord. Oh, yeah. And we can help set that up. Like, again, we've done it before. Yeah, and so, like, well, I think Jeremy... It's so does, easy. I think... German. He said, "Oh, we're gonna do like he can record in his rec- computer, and I'll record mm-hmm. mine, and then either one of us mm-hmm. will just send one it thing, to one another, or we'll send it to someone who could be our editor, and they can just edit on there." It's actually a lot easier to edit on the Discord bot yeah. 
because it shows you know how ours right now like when you're looking at the screen mm -hmm. it we're all in one line mm -hmm. on discord it actually shows multiple oh that, that, that even works yeah. which is kind of yeah oh. next time you guys are here me and josh will probably fix that figure out a mixer yeah that will make us have multiple tracks on there yeah, to record even, like you're planning to upgrade your set too i'm planning to upgrade my set i just need to get an xor cable for my microphone yeah and but but on discord it's so much easier to edit because you can edit jonathan like throughout this podcast i know jonathan was a little quiet throughout it yeah. You, yeah. in discord you can literally edit one whole one easier because on these it's like i'm i have to go by sequence mm -hmm. and it's like i have to cut it and make it louder for certain people and all that yeah so discord's a lot easier to like actually I like after me and josh did that podcast i was like now i'm way more because when i did first season i interviewed this artist from new york and i did it on the phone and i literally like how you guys see it right now with it was under the snowball it was just a phone on speaker and like everybody was like i like that podcast a lot but like i had to stop i had to stop i was like because um listening because the quality was so bad yeah and then now i was scared i was like i'm never gonna do one on the phone again but now that we have discord i'm like i'm kind of down because the quality was actually very good on emily's mm -hmm. and yeah, yeah i liked it a lot but um, I think that's a big wrap. Do you guys so you you guys just want to promote your podcast a little bit? That's um, that was it, right? To just establish it. You want to just? I'll be a guest on it, and I'll definitely have I'll shout it out on whatever guys like. I mean, okay, I would say look on Spotify once we establish it. It's called Fast Break. Fast, Fast Break yeah. Asians. Fast Break Asians on Spotify. Yeah. That's going to be the name of our podcast. And uh, possibly YouTube, maybe. Yeah, we yeah. YouTube. I'm trying to get the video going, too, for this one. We actually, him and I have been recording a few bits here and there. Um, <laughs> we're actually, we might record, I don't know. We might record another one. We're going to make cookies again. I'm going to put peppers in them again. Yeah. Oh, like, it's so bad I well, did it to Austin. Next time I have you guys on here, I'll set a goal. Next time you guys are on here, you guys will have Fast Break Asians going. Up and running, yeah, you know. Nice. And Chris will be gone from Sprouts. Yeah. I'll introduce yeah. Sprouts. I'll introduce you guys. Yeah, this is like no longer Sprouts boy. He's Target boy. But right now I'm Target and Sprouts boy. Because this time I said friends when I introduced you guys. Next time I will introduce you guys as the host of Fast Break Asians. I'm manifesting it. Yeah, that'd be really nice. But it was nice to talk to you guys. Thank you guys for being here. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. Congratulations on being the first night podcast, the yeah. longest podcast, and oh. the biggest group, and the, the biggest group. Oh my god, three for three, three for three, three for three. Oh my god. Yeah. But great hearing you guys. Words unspoken.